Okay, this morning um, I'm going to be talking about the recent youth trip to Kenya that we ran. Um, ten of us in total. I should hopefully... Oh, that's not quite the right one, but... Oh well, you can, you can see that picture first. Um, ten of us in total uh, going to um, work with a charity called Uzumatelli, which is based in a, a slum near Nairobi. Um, we spent two weeks out there recently... Um, and today I'm just going to be sort of giving you some of my reflections from our trip. Uh, reflections, some of them are personal, my reflections, some of them are the group's reflections. Um, and it's probably fair to say if I did this same talk in a month or two months' time, it would probably be quite different reflections. But at the moment, these are the kind of things that have, have come to me. Um, our time out there, we spent doing different things. We painted a church and a classroom uh, we helped with a, we ran a holiday club for children. We helped with football and music sessions with teenagers, and we generally played with the kids in the evenings at the children's home. So we did a, a variety of different things in our short time there. Um, and for me personally, it was just a real honour and privilege to be able to run that trip, um, to be able to to take the young people there, and just to be a part of what we were a part of. Um, but I'd also say it was probably the, one of the hardest things I've ever done. And it was a real mix of emotions along the way. Um, so our original reasons for running the trip, there were three main reasons. And they were all about the young people that we were going to take. Firstly, uh, we wanted to do the trip so that they would learn more about themselves as people. Secondly, that they'd learn more about God. And thirdly, they'd learn more about the world in which we live. So I'm going to take those three sort of headings, those three points as I unpack it more so we look at them one by one so the first one I want us to look at um, is the world I don't know if we're going to be able to have no we've not got them all oh well Um, looking at the world and obviously particularly Kenya so Kenya has some amazing scenery and beautiful animals uh, but I think the thing that struck us most was just how great the people were that's what we loved. We love spending time with the people. The, the community, the fellowship, the welcome, the friendliness, everyone shaking hands with everyone else every time you said hello and goodbye. Just a really warm atmosphere. And we loved just spending time with the Kenyan people. And we uh, really embraced the Swahili language as well. The young people loved getting to know new Swahili words, um, just you know, random words and the more basic ones as well. But just you know, chatting in Swahili, um, and they really loved that and, and really took to that. Some were better than others at Swahili. Um, Anastasia occasionally struggled. Um, the, the word for goodbye is kwaheri. So we'd often say kwaheri, you know, at the end we'd just leave people kwaheri, kwaheri. Um, Anastasia thought it was tahari. Um, and so she was like, when we were saying, you know, leaving pastors, leaving kids, she'd be like, Tahari, Tahari. And we thought, okay, well, you know, that's just, she's just got it slightly wrong. Um, but then the pastor's wife um, just pulled her away and said, Anastasia, you, you can't say Tahari. Do you know what that means? It doesn't mean goodbye, it means circumcision. <laughs> so then all the group were then going, Tahari, Tahari. <laughs> And we met so many people there, so many people that we love spending time with, children, teenagers, adults. Um, and it was a great experience, but we were really struck by just how little they had. Um, tiny homes to hold so many people. Kids with clothes that just had huge holes in were filthy. Um, kids with HIV, kids looking after their whole families, um, kids with no parents, and kids just not knowing where their next meal was coming from. 
Um, when we held the holiday club, the first day we had 70 kids, and by the fourth day we had nearly 200. And that was majorly because we were offering food as part of the club. And obviously, you know, they heard and the, the news spread fast, so people would come and get their food. And we did a craft activity each day in the holiday club. And one day it was to uh, write a prayer uh, of what you would hope to be in the future. Just write it down and then put it in a balloon. With the idea being that you then send off the balloons into the sky as a prayer to God. Um, so we you know, wrote it in, put it in the balloon, took it outside to then send them off. But then none of the kids wanted to let go of the balloons. And it was nothing to do with praying or you know, not wanting to pray. It was just purely just they owned a balloon and they weren't going to let that go. Um, and that just hadn't crossed our mind that that, that would happen. It just, we were struck by so many things along the way. Um, and we were just struck as well by how similar we were as people. Uh, Jess, one of our group, really got to know another girl and just was really, yeah, just, just so similar in so many ways. Yet one of the major differences was that Jess has so many opportunities here. She's now just gone to university for the first time in Leeds, whereas this girl just wouldn't have the same opportunities where she is. Um, and we were also struck by the fact that the group was struck that kids were the same British and Kenyan. Those could be as naughty in Kenya as they can here. Um, and that was a bit of a shock to the system as well. But just so, so similar in so many ways, yet just we have so many more opportunities here. Um, there was a lad, Thierry, um, that Patrick, one of our group, formed a bomb with um, from Congo. And he'd, he'd travelled across to Kenya, I think, in the last couple of years. Um, Patrick formed a bond with him and he thought I'm going to give him my Norwich football shirt Um, so I don't know if Thierry would have been happy with that or not I think he was probably hoping for something a bit better than Norwich Um, (laughs) but when Patrick gave to him he was obviously delighted you know football shirts are just everyone wants a football shirt and um, whether you're here or there and uh, they loved having it so he gave it to him at the start of a football tournament day and then at the end of the day just we were leaving he just saw Thierry crying and, and someone had stolen his shirt and for Patrick, that was just gutting, absolutely gutting. Um, but in some way, just shows and represents just the, the difficulty of just, you know, the giving, how best to give to people out there, um, and just the harshness of it that people will just steal from each other. Um, so there were so many things we learned. They're just some of the things we learned about the world, uh, a different culture to us, um, and some of the things that we'll take with us now. So next, um, what do we learn about God? For us, the Kenyans' faith was such an inspiration, just so inspiring. Just They had seemingly such a stronger faith than us. They just talk about God a lot more. He's so much more a part of their everyday language. Um, the shops all have holy names. There's churches everywhere. Um, and their faith definitely rubbed off on us. Um, there were a couple of times when we were in difficulties, and we as a group really you know, got together and prayed, which was suggested by the young people, and that was great great to see um but i think that was partly just inspired by the fact that you know god is talked about god is just a part of their lives in such a real way um, and that really rubbed off on us and the church too was a very different experience uh we got in there and you know everyone's dancing and clapping and rejoicing and and then we're all there just sort of like this you know um and then as the music went on people you know some of our groups started to dance a bit more and i even started clapping you know i was keeping up with them and um you know just within 20 minutes suddenly we were much more part of their culture and we were loving it and we just sort of there was a real freedom to it and the rejoicing and the worship it just it felt so exciting and it was interesting really to see that and and see how the group quickly made that transition um into that kind of culture um, but some of the group remarked that it must be so difficult for the Africans in, in Britain to 
to be used to this kind of worship, which isn't quite as, you know, all singing, all dancing. Um, but even so, uh, even though they have so little, their faith is so strong. He is their all to them. And I kind of think because they have so little, their faith is so strong. Um, when, our, when mine and Anastasia, some of our stuff was stolen from our, our hotel room, um, at, right at the end of the trip, you know, we were obviously quite down about it, but the Pastor George, who runs the charity, he just said to us, Satan is late. You've done your good work. And uh, for us, that was just such a great line that, um, yeah, we've been there, we've done it, and, he, and he's missed it. You know, we're not going to get disheartened by this. But that was such an encouragement from him um, as, as we sort of faced that difficulty. Um, I suppose when you see such poverty, um, as we did, it's easy to question, where is God in this? Um, why is this happening? And for me, God is right in the centre of Gitawamba slum and working in uh, Uzumatele. He's right in the centre. And you can see him so clearly in the pastor, in Pastor George, just the hope he has for that community in situations where there's such little hope. Just the hope he has when you think he has no right to feel that hopeful. Um, it must be from God that he believes the impossible can be possible. And that's such an encouragement too. So thirdly and lastly, what have we learned about ourselves from our trip to Kenya? Um, as I said earlier, we're still reflecting on this trip. Um, there's lots more things to, that we will learn from it. Um, but reflecting was a big part, a big part of our time there. We really needed that time each evening in meetings to really think about what we'd seen and what we'd done. Um, at the Sunday service on our first full day in, in Kenya, Tim Woodall, our friend who came out with us for the trip, um, he preached in the church on the theme of love without limits. Love without limits. Urging to love even when it's difficult. And he was urging the Kenyans, love whatever tribe you're in, whatever tribe you're in, love. And for us, whatever social class you're in, love the other classes. To love whoever you are, to love all people. So if you could quickly just open your Bibles to that passage again, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. This this verse is our memory verse for the month. Um, And also it was a key verse when we were out there in Kenya. Uh, Before we left, Peter actually gave each of us um, a a Bible verse. Like We didn't know which one it was going to be. They're all in blank envelopes. We just took a verse, um, which was a great help when we were out there. Uh, And this verse was actually Shannon's, the one that she got. Um, and it was a, a concept, the concept of putting on love was a key part of our time there, to, to love even when it's difficult. And this was definitely something as a group we learned about ourselves, that, that loving is, is difficult at times, but, but it's worth it, but it does take effort. Um, and we should clothe ourselves, clothe ourselves with what all these things that, that mentions that Paul talks about in, in um, Colossians 3. Um, so with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness and patience, with forgiveness and with love. Um, we prayed together on the first night for more compassion for, where, for the people that we were seeing and the people we were dealing with. Um, the group prayed for that and then the next day definitely there was a real sense where there was more compassion. Um, we really had to um, think a lot about giving. Uh, the group found it in some ways hard uh, to give and, and giving, they realised that giving takes effort. It's sacrificial. Um, there was a, there was a sense of helplessness. Um, whether whether it was because they're not used to maybe um, having lots of money themselves or used to giving, it's perhaps not in our youth culture today to give. 
um, but also a helplessness because they saw the hugeness of the situation. Uh, there were no easy answers. You couldn't just give a bit and then everything would be okay. Um, so we learned that actually giving it takes effort. And, you know, it's not just about giving once, it's keep on giving. And for us, patience was something we needed a lot of. We had to keep on asking God for patience over our time there, um, for the ability to forgive when we did have our stuff stolen from us in the hotel room. Um, we just learned that actually things like that don't always come naturally. Uh, we have to keep asking God, keep praying, and asking him to give us that ability to love and forgive and be patient. And I think the more we do those kind of things, uh, the more natural they become, the more they are just a part of who we are. And also, uh, another thing we learned about ourselves was just that we need to be more Kenyan. We just need to be a bit more Kenyan. The openness, the friendliness, the warmth, the welcome, we need to be more just open. I think so much of our culture, whether it's to do with materialism or whatever else, just stops us from being ourselves almost. And we need to open up and just, you know, if we want to sing and dance, rejoice, do it. If we want to, you know, just be friendly and welcoming to people, don't feel like people might think, I don't know, it's not cool or whatever. Um, Don't be too worried about reputation, but just be who you are. And I think maybe materialism stops us from doing that so much. We're too bothered about what clothes we're going to wear, whereas... Um, what what things we're going to clothe us with from this verse. And for us, we saw the humility of the pastor, Pastor George, who runs the charity. Whenever we'd say, oh, George, you're doing a great job, and he is, he's doing a fantastic job, he'd always just say, yeah, God is good, God is good. And we'd be like, no, 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 listen, you're doing a great job. Like, yeah, God is good, God is good. You know, it was all about God, God working through him. So I just wanted to urge us just now to look at this verse and um, just to, to look at these different things that Paul says we should clothe ourselves with. And maybe for each of us, there'll be something which we need to put on. It might be the thing that actually we find hardest to clothe ourselves with, the thing that's most difficult. But I just want us to stop and just look through this, this list. Um, which do we need more of? Which do we need to ask God for help with? So let's just do that for a minute. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. So as I close, I've been asked a few times what the legacy of our trip is and will be. And in many ways, the answer lies with with me, with the rest of the group that went, and with you as well. We know we're a great encouragement to Uzma They really appreciate the fact that we made the effort to come out and support them. Um, We know that now, as a result of us being there, they're going to run more holiday clubs. They've seen how it's done, and they're going to do more of that, which is fantastic. Um, As I've been speaking about this morning, we know that the the group have all really learnt loads of things about us and about the world and about God. Um, And hopefully they'll be really impacted by that for the rest of their lives. Um, And I hope each of us will keep up the contact with people at Uzumatele. 
and it could be that we and you continue this link with this charity uh, for the years to come through communicating with them, through writing to them, through giving and supporting the work that they're doing, and maybe even visiting the charity yourself. I believe God's got great plans for the slum, Gitoamba slum. Um, I believe he's doing some great stuff through Pastor George and through the charity of Uzmatelli. And I do believe that we have a part to play in that, that God wants us to be involved in that. Um, so I just pray that that will be something that we do continue to be a part of that and to see really God work in that in Gitoamba. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for Gitoamba Slum. Thank you for the people there who are really making a difference to people's lives. We thank you for Pastor George and his family. We thank you for the whole charity as a Matelli. We pray for them right now, wherever they are. Lord, we pray that you'll really bless them. And Lord, we pray that you'll help us to love without limits, to love even when it's really difficult. Pray that you'll help us to be who you made us to be. We won't put up a front, try to be someone that we're not. Lord, continue to change us to be more like you. Lord, we pray all these things in your name. Amen.